This is the I Work For Him podcast. To make sure you never miss a thing from I Work For Him, subscribe to our email list. Just head to our website at iworkforhim.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page, click subscribe, and sign up. We'll send the very latest blogs and podcasts from I Work For Him so you never miss a beat. That's iworkforhim.com. This is producer Michael Marigle. Thanks so much for listening. Let's get to today's program. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. Thanks for tuning in to I Work For Him this afternoon. As you listen to us in so many different ways, just know that you've been prayed for. Know that we prayed that something we say today on this show will cause you to dig deeper into your faith. Dig deeper into connecting what you learn on Sunday with what you do in your 9 to 5. It's so important that we remember what Romans 12, 2 says. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person. By changing the way you think. And everything about our work attitudes needs to change. But sometimes things interrupt work. Sometimes we have issues like cancer. Cancer. They say if you live long enough, you'll get it. It impacts millions of Americans every year. Since 1990, 5 million people have died from cancer. But what about when it impacts the life of a young person? Each year... 72,000 adolescents and young adults age 15 to 39. <laughs> it's nice to know 39 is a young adult. So I'm just just barely past that. So 72,000 adolescents and young adults age 15 to 39 are diagnosed with cancer. That's one every eight minutes. 10,000 young adults die annually due to cancer. That's one every hour. There are a million young adult cancer survivors in the United States. Of the 14 million cancer survivors in the United States, one in five is under 40. One in 100 U.S. college students is a cancer survivor. So as a Christ follower in our workplaces, what can we and what are we doing about this? Is it likely that someone you're working with, it is likely that someone you're working with right now is being impacted by the devastation that cancer brings to a life and the family around that life. When that person is young, the impact is multiplied, often exponentially. Today, we bring cancer survivor champion Madison Miller. She's joining us on the show. She's the founder and CEO of Spark the Way, a 501c3 organization that's mission is made complete through efforts to raise awareness, provide support, and unite a community of young adult cancer fighters, survivors, and caregivers. Madison Miller, welcome back to I Work For Him. Oh, thanks for having me. Just so fun to have you in the show. And we've got Connie Smith, our brand ambassador, joining us on air with us today. Connie and Madison Miller are friends, and they suggested that we do this show together today. And so I said, Connie, why don't you enjoy, just come on the air with us and just share this. Connie loves being behind a microphone, don't you, Connie? Absolutely. One of my favorite things. Yeah. And Connie, as our brand ambassador, before we get to Madison, just a second, Madison, because Connie loves to talk. Oh, Connie, are you, are you going to do this the whole time today? Probably. Be ready. Okay. So <laughs> as our brand ambassador, what is the biggest need that we have for the ministry of I Work For Him? Our biggest need is to find people that share our vision that your workplace is your mission field. And have them come alongside us and support us as we grow our ministry. 
Right. So we're looking for business people, organizations that are passionate about connecting faith and work and want to take part in this ministry as we reach out people, reach out to people across the world, literally across the world and across the nation with the message that your workplace is your mission field and that in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. But this takes money. And we need your support and support. If you're all business owner, you can do that in the form of advertising, marketing support. What are we really supposed to call it, Connie? Sponsorships. Sponsorships. We'd love to have you come alongside of us. We need the help just to, just to help pay the bills. We love doing it. We don't usually ask for money on the show, but just want it because Connie was here. She is our go-to person, our brand ambassador. You can get all the Connie. Online at Connie at IWorkForHim.com. That's Connie at IWorkForHim.com or go to IWorkForHim.com. Contact us on the Contact Us page and I'll forward you over there to Connie. Any last words, Connie? Or they can just call me. I love people calling me. My number is 727-599-4960. I love hearing from people that want to share our mission. That number again? 727 599 Four nine six zero. Okay, Madison Miller, we're back to you. Thanks for letting us do that little commercial on there. Just as long as Connie's here, I figure we better do that. Madison, you've got an amazing testimony, and you were on the show with us a couple of years ago. And I wanted to bring you back. You've got. Let's just tell people right up front. You've got a huge event coming up here. Oh yeah. Let's just tell people about that, and then we'll go into your story. Okay. So our third annual Ignite the Light Gala is coming up September twenty third. Um, and it's at the Tampa Garden Club, which is off Bayshore Boulevard. And I'm more excited for this year, honestly, than I have been for the other two. There is something about this one that was just so obviously God coordinated. You know, we pray before these things, where whether it's, Lord, are we to do this again? I don't ever want to get into the habit of doing something and doing an event like this just because it's what we do. I want to do it because it's what we're called to do. And so this year, going into the planning, she's saying of you it, prayed about it beforehand. Oh gosh, yeah, <laughs> that's a great idea. Because I, I think there's there's a lot of people that are in ministry that have been in ministry for so long that are just doing it. God called them to it once, but God calls people to seasons of things, you know. And so that's where I try to just stay aware of how long we are called to this season of gala planning and fundraising through this kind of event. Um, so I after the last one was just so burnt out and I kind of had made up my own mind that I don't know if I want to do this again, was just questioning it. Um, and I earlier this year had taken a friend of mine to go venue shop for her wedding. She just got engaged and we go to the garden club. It's the last venue on the list for us to check out for the day. And the woman who's in charge of it is something slips out that it was like, do you love Jesus? And she's like, yeah, girl, I do. He brought me through ovarian cancer at 19. And I was like, you're a young adult cancer survivor. And she's like, yep. And the Lord brought me through it. And that is my mission now. And I was like, so you have a passion for young adult cancer patients. And she's like, yes. So then we talked about Spark the Way. And it was one of those things that, I mean, it was, it was, the room was just Holy Spirit filled. Like it was so, it was like God was sitting on the other side of that desk with us like coming together and just planning all this so everybody's teared up everybody's got chills and so we just kind of went from there um so we're having this night september 23rd it's from six to nine and we have a vip hour from five to six for our volunteers and our sponsors which will just be um kind of 
first uh, first priority to or first access to the silent auction table, the photo booth, all the fun things that we have planned for the night, as well as some appetizers. And then at six o'clock, so really, it's an appetizer section right there. It's You're, an appetizer. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That is not an original Jim Brangerberg thing. I've heard that other places. But, yeah, it's good. You can use it. Oh, I'm going to. Thank you. You're very welcome. Our appetizer hour. Appetizer hour. hour. I like that. (laughs) Um, And then from 6 to 7, we're going to just have our regular cocktail hour. So that's when everybody comes, a general general crowd. And then from 7 to 9, we'll do dinner and our program. And throughout that program, we're going to share stories of fighters and survivors and caregivers. We're going to give away a couple of grants that night and just um, let people know what we do. Um, and what you're, you're raising money. That's what mm-hmm. a gala is. Well, you got to dress up, wear a pretty dress and wear a ridiculous tux or something like that. And long pants. Long. So they don't let guys come in in shorts? Can you wear <laughs> shorts with a tux top? If you, yes, if it's. No, you, if you, you say optional, no in Florida. You, you say no. You, okay, what do you raise? I'm not going to let you go down that route because you get yourself in trouble. <laughs> Your board will go. No, we don't want guys in shorts. Okay, so why are you raising money? So we are raising money ultimately to, and it's kind of like a lot of what you said. We are ultimately the church in the cancer world, and I wouldn't get to do this as a full time job. You know, we wouldn't get to cover medical bills, cover school bills for these people that are having to pay for their chemo on top of everything else. Um, we wouldn't be able to ultimately meet the needs of the people in the cancer world if we didn't have the funds to do so. Um, last, was it two months ago, three months ago, we had a young adult cancer patient come to us and she had started chemo the like same month that she started chemo. I don't remember her storyline exactly. Um, her home flooded and it caused this black mold to grow inside of her bathroom, which for someone who's immunocompromised, that's very, I mean, it's deadly to live in a place that has black mold growing. And we were able to partner with the No More Foundation, and we got a team of people. We went in, and we got the black mold out. We renovated her bathroom and her bedroom and gave her a healthy environment to live in. And so it's just meeting needs like in different ways. Go ahead, Madison Miller. Tell us your story of how cancer impacted your life. So I, all throughout high school, was actually at a big heart for human trafficking. I um, applied for the A21 campaign at the end of senior year. Christine Kane's uh, nonprofit that goes out and um, saves victims stuck in human trafficking and helps get them to rehab and everything. Um, so I was actually headed to California to go do that internship and about a month before I was going to leave, my grandpa was diagnosed with cancer. And my grandpa was like the rock of our family. My grandpa was like my another dad for me growing up. And um, so I stuck around for him. I watched him fight. And he just he would be sitting in these awful chemo chairs just making people laugh. And he just had such joy. It was like he didn't even have cancer. And so that was really my first encounter with it. Um, and then in early May, he ended up passing away um, from his cancer. But around the same time, I ended up in the hospital myself with chest pain. We did a scan, did a biopsy, and that came back as lymphoma. So I was in the emergency room of the hospital getting diagnosed, and my grandpa was upstairs getting chemo. And so my family, it was one of those things where 
you just look at God and you're like, are you sure that our family can do all this, that they can handle all of this? Um, but in a weird sense, it was like a passing of the torch. The way that grandpa fought was fearless and it was bearing the light of Christ. And so that was how I knew to fight. To fight. That was what I reverted to when it came to that. So um, I don't know. I just was equipped with my faith. Um, throughout high school and then equipped with the way that he fought to just fight the same way and to treat it like a head cold, you know, just kind of like, a, well, it's, it's whatever. If I have it, if I don't, like I, I'm called to this now and I'm going to do this now. And I, I was very sure that the Lord was going to use it regardless if I stayed here or went home to him, you know, so it was, it was peaceful. For me, it was really that Philippians 4, 6 coming to life where this he talks about this peace that surpasses your understanding, you know, and from our understanding, I'm checking in and out of Moffat doing weeks of chemo and radiation, and it was all peaceful. You know, it wasn't, I don't know, there wasn't a day that I woke up and was afraid of it, and that was just the power of the Holy Spirit. So you say that you felt God's peace through all of this. Mm-hmm. Do you think that he was your strength? Oh, gosh, yes. And what would you tell other people that are going through the same experience? Would you encourage them to build their faith and just find comfort in what he he brings to you? Absolutely. One of the other big verses, too, that I clung to that whole time was um, that Jesus promised the Holy Spirit an advocate and a comforter for us, you know, so I— it's really just clinging to promises, just finding those promises in the Bible of peace and of comfort and clinging to them, but also recognizing that it's not something that God did to you because you're being punished or whatever, um, but it's something that we are—I don't know why we get surprised as Christians when we get called into things like this, because it's one of the darkest places I think that you'll ever find, um, and so why would— God not allow that to happen to somebody to get that light of Christ into such a dark place, you know? So it's just recognizing that this doesn't happen to you, like, because you're being punished. It happened because you're being called, you know, and you have this chance to just blow people's mind and say, well, my fight is peaceful, you know, and really show him off. We're talking today with Madison Miller. She runs a ministry called sparktheway.org, sparktheway.org. I invite you to check it out. They've got a gala coming up here on the 23rd of September called Ignite the Light Gala. This is a ministry focused on ministering to young adult cancer survivors. And we've got in studio with us today also Connie Smith. I work for him, brand ambassador. And and so, Madison, here's here's my question. Your, your grandfather's uh, fighting cancer. You're fighting cancer. Talk about the impact on your mom and dad and your siblings. Do you have, do you have siblings? I do. Okay. So talk about Little that ones. impact. How, how did that impact your family? It was, I don't know that everybody got a second to breathe and heal after grandpa's passing because it seemed like as soon as he passed, maybe a week or two later, I started all of my treatments and they were always driving all the way up to Moffitt and coming to my apartment and really um, just being that support for me. So I think that it kind of elongated the the healing portion of, of grandpas, you know. Because they weren't ever able to just stop. 
no. and, and breathe. No, there was no, it was, we're checking in for grandpa on this day. We're starting to check in for Madison the next day. Um, so I think that we're actually just now as a family kind of starting to heal from all of that, just because it, I don't know, there was a lot that we, that we faced together, you know, and I think, um, like with any, when you lose the, the, the rock of your family, that's on the physical earth, obviously Jesus is the rock, but, um, it really shakes you up. You know, that sure. was somebody, grandpa was somebody that. I don't, you just, you thought he was just going to be here forever. You know, everybody has those in their family that it's, well, you, you'll get over this. You're, you're you, your grandpa, you know? So, um, I think it, it's strengthened. There's members that I can say definitely strengthen their faith. Um, because just having to rely on God for that healing has been awesome, but it definitely hasn't been perfect. I think that there is still, still some healing that needs, there's still some healing that needs to Sure. Happen. So you had lymphoma, which mm-hmm. I'm not sure what that means, but maybe it's in the lymph nodes. Is that where the cancer was? Or um, I'm not sure either what it means. I had a tumor in my chest. Okay. I never did the research as to what lymphoma is, how it starts, where it forms, because I always thought that too it was in the lymph nodes, but okay. I had one in the middle of my chest. Okay. Um, so I never cared to do the research. I was one of those that just don't tell me anything except how to get it out of here. Um, and that was what I focused on. Hmm. Okay. So how many years, as a cancer survivor, how many years has it been since your last treatment? Uh, my last treatment was December of 2013. So we're going on uh, four going years. On four years. Praise God. How yeah. cool is that? Oh, it's so weird. You know, it doesn't feel like my life. You know, when you go through things that you're like, you look back and you're like, uh, am I sitting here talking to you about my life or am I telling you about somebody else's? Because <laughs> it just doesn't. Just feels like a different person. It's like a dream, you know, a blur yeah. that's like, did that really happen? Because God was carrying you through the whole situation mm-hmm. and he is who you give glory to because he's the one that brought you through. And part of what he did is kind of diminished what the memory is because you've come to the other side. Exactly. And you're giving him all the glory and you have such a light in you. He is obviously very deep in your heart because you just radiate yeah, his I, light. I can remember awesome. when Ross Harrop told me, he goes, Jim, I met this young girl today. Ross Harrop was C12. Here's a plug for you, Ross Harrop at C12. I, I met this woman today, young woman today. She is a young woman. She's a cancer survivor. You have got to meet her. You have got to have her on the show. Oh, the first God. time he came on, and, and I'm like, and she goes, she has this smile. It's a half a mile wide, and she <laughs> impacts the entire room. And I remember the first time he came on the air, it was it was kind of funny. I went back and did the research. I had an all of a sudden last minute opening. I called you and said, can you jump on the air with me and tell your story? And so this time it was much more planned. But talk to me about, you know, normally I'm going to give you, can I tell your age? Is that okay? Oh, I don't care. 24, right? <laughs> 24. 24. Now, it, it, before you've been listening to the show for almost a half an hour, you never would have guessed a woman speaking with the authority that she speaks. She's 24 years old. But the Lord's done such amazing things in her life. Okay, but you got over cancer, but the Lord didn't move you into a career. He led you into a very unique place. Talk about where you're at. I never thought that I would be where I'm at to begin with, um, but isn't that God? Mm -hmm. Um, So I had actually only finished my AA, just general classes, never started a bachelor's, definitely never wanted to have my own business um, because that's intimidating and I don't know anything about that. Um, So to be in a spot where I have my own business is just, God's 
taught me so much. And he's used, I mean, it's been as cool as meeting people in the Starbucks line that are exactly what I need, you know what I mean, for it to make our next step happen. Or um, just the board of directors that we have now are people that he, that I would have never been like, oh, you'd be good, you'd be good. There are people that he's put a little fire in their heart for what we're doing. People that are, the first board meeting that we had with our new board, they all, everyone at some point of that meeting said, I know that I'm called to this, but I definitely don't have a lot of time just to do whatever and give to wherever, but this is something that God has called me to, so I'm making the time. You know, so it's just, I don't, God has just brought people up, has raised people and equipped people to, um, I don't to be a part of it. So, so the ministry is called Spark the Way. So where did that name come from? Oh gosh, I I knew that it was something with light. That was kind of all that he gave me. Um, and I prayed over the name, prayed over the name, prayed the name. Um, and Spark just kept sticking. But I was like, we can't just call it Spark, right? And so one of my very very best friends uh, called me one afternoon. He's like, hey, I got it. And I was like, what do you mean? And he said. I am the way, the truth, and the life. He's like, I believe that it's supposed to be one of those three. Sparktheway.org, sparktheway.org. Madison, are you working with any, uh, uh, hang on a second, and Connie Smith, she's also in studio today. She's our brand ambassador for I Work For Him. Connie, say hello. Hello. (laughs) And she has the voices today. Okay, Madison, there are people listening to this show that are all over the world. Okay, and whether they listen to the rebroadcast or listen to the internet rebroadcast or their podcast, however they're hearing it, iHeartRadio, they're going to want to know, hey, that is really cool you're doing that in Tampa. How do we do that here in San Francisco? How do we do that here in Bozeman, Montana? How do we do that here in Minneapolis, Minnesota or Syracuse, New York? Will you help people do the same thing in one of their towns? Can you give them the cheat sheet? Oh, gosh, yeah. So there's two options, actually. If you are listening to this and you are a young adult cancer survivor in one of those places or a young adult can, uh, caregiver, someone who's taking care of a loved one as a young adult, we have a mentorship program that we are building right now. Um, so on the website under the community tab, we have a group of young adult survivors and caregivers who leaned on Jesus throughout their fight or throughout their caregiving and who are just looking to give their their struggle some more purpose, you know, and looking to help fighters and help other caregivers that are out there to, one, just to be equipped to handle the fight, um, but two, to also kind of guide them to lean on Jesus through that time and what that looks like um, and to be just a resource for them. It's amazing the things that oncologists, when you are diagnosed, oncologists don't tell you because their focus is more on, which is their job, but is more focused on Let's do treatment. Let's get this. Let's get this out of you. Let's do this now. And they miss the part of treating your eggs. You know, with with girls, like there's fertility treatments that need to happen. You know, there's the effects on the brain that they don't tell you about after. So there's a lot of things that these survivors and these caregivers, these mentors, are just ready to kind of fill somebody in on. You know, and kind of hold their hand to go through it. So we're looking for young adult survivors and caregivers. Um, but to those who are not, who are just passionate about being the church in the cancer world, we're big on outreach events. That's kind of the phase that we're in right now with trying to get into as many events as we can. Um, so we have a mentor in LA, you know, and he's constantly like on the look 
for festivals or whatever else that he can have a table at, you know, and we'll mail out all of the marketing material and we'll mail out all of the things to make that table happen at that event. Um, so that's something new that we're starting to get into is just kind of mail out our marketing packages to anybody who wants to head up a table at a, an event. All right. So let's step back for those people joining the show here at the Bob and the Half Hour. Madison Miller is in the studio with us today from sparktheway.org, sparktheway.org. This is a ministry focused on young adult cancer survivors. I'm going to let her tell you the details in just a second, but they've got a gala coming up or Mike Miracle. You said it was what, Michael Miracle? It's not a gala. It's a. I was curious whether it was gala or gala. So uh, Madison, I say gala. You um, say gala. I, I do. say gala. Everybody's different. There's a song there somewhere. I am sure of it. Well, see if you can. Find... I'm just kidding. Okay, so it doesn't matter. You've got a gala coming up. I'll do it. it. Must be in Minnesota. We called it gala. I have no idea. So we, you've got a gala coming up. Ignite the light gala coming up at the Tampa Garden Club on the 23rd of September from six to nine. Or if you're one of those special people, you can go there from 5 to 6 for the appetizer section and get to meet behind the scenes people, volunteers, board members, things like that. This is an event where you're raising money for what? We are raising money for the young adult cancer world, the neglected young adult cancer world, because there are so many, and I appreciate each and every one of them, but there are so many pediatric cancer organizations which is great. It's wonderful. But as soon as you age out at 18, you're kind of just treated like an adult. And it's kind of like the foster care system. Oh, yeah. You're 18 now. Time to go, you know, and it's it's just not fair. So we raise those funds to be able to help them financially, be able to cover things financially. Um, like I was talking about earlier, just meeting the needs that they have. Um, we've got one young adult right now who's just diagnosed with a terminal cancer, and he just wants to go say goodbye to his family in New York. So we're raising funds to do that, you know, and just different things. So share a little bit about where the money goes, because a lot of people want to know, okay, I'm giving to this organization. Mm-hmm. You say you help supply needs. Give us some examples like you just did, like a trip, and then you did the mold re- Removal, and then give us some ideas of where the funds are going to go that you um, raise. So there are people, um, and we're kind of working on this too. Right now, everything's been word of mouth, but we're working on an application to put on our website for people who need things. But we've covered, uh, we covered a PT scan, uh, I think it was like three or four months ago. We tried to cover at least one big um, financial burden for a young adult every month or every other month. You know, it really, like I said, depends on the project or the person, the circumstance. And how does someone, do they have an application that they fill out? How do they qualify to receive some of your funding? Right now, everything's on the contact page, you know, and so you can even go on and nominate somebody. I know a young adult who's just diagnosed, this is their circumstance, um, and then I take it to the board, and then we kind of come up with the plan from there. Okay, so let's talk about the ministry. I mean, this is something, you're doing this full-time. You're Mm -hmm. doing full-time taking what God did in your life as a young cancer survivor, young adult cancer survivor, and you're feeding into the lives and ministering to the families of the young cancer survivors, young adult cancer, I don't want to call them victims, people people struggling with cancer, the young adults, and their families. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're you're touching all of them, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So this is your full-time job. So are you raising money to help support yourself too? Because you shouldn't do this for for free. I mean, this is tough. I have a hard time taking from it. Um, 
I my board has convinced me that I need to take a little. Um, so I do, but I am trying to just find means other ways. Um, I just had a friend pitch a business plan or a business proposal to me uh, yesterday that I might hop on board with that I can just kind of be my own boss and do my own thing. Um, so, and I don't, I, my parents have been awesome and supporting uh, all of this. So I, they still let me live with them, which is a 24, 25 year old is not the most ideal place to be. Good but times. Mooching Good from your parents. I encourage my kids to mooch as long as they could. Cause once you're out, you're out. Yeah. No more see. mooching. Mooching is good. It is good, and they're wonderful. They're awesome. And my brother just turned 15, so I get to hang out with him. Oh, so. your siblings are a lot younger. Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh, yeah. my um, I have him here with my mom and stepdad, and then my dad and stepmom up in Atlanta. I have a three- and five-year-old. Oh, my goodness. Nice. Wow. nice. wow. My dad, he is one of the most energetic people, though. I don't know how the heck he does it. <laughs> three and five. All right, so this, the gala. The gala. That's on September 23rd. 2017 Ignite the Light Gala, sponsored by SparkTheWay.org. Talk to me about what people can expect that night. Oh, man. I am, like I said, I'm very excited um, for this one. We are going to have a panel of young adult cancer survivors and caregivers. Um, We're going to introduce everybody to our mentors um, that we, our little team that we're getting together. We're going to introduce people to the board. We just got a new website, so we're going to introduce people to that. Um, we are going to have an awesome dinner, awesome dessert that we're super excited for. That's worth it right there. Exactly. It's all about the dessert. I, that is my first question. Anytime anybody asks me anywhere, is there food? Yep. Is there going to be tacos? Yeah. I'm all about the tacos. Um, oh, really? We could add tacos today for lunch and brought them to the studio. Shoot. Okay. All right. Um, so your story, do you get to share your story? I mean, you're the founder of sparktheway.org, mm-hmm. sparktheway.org. Make sure you check out that website. Do you get to share your story and why, how the Lord laid this passion on your heart? Yeah, I think, so The as the lineup goes, I think that I'm going to open because uh, with the story and with the passion for it and with what we do, um, to kind of introduce the night because we are actually having um, Pastor Q from the chapel in Tarpon Springs close out the whole night, which I am very excited for. Um, he, as I was praying over our lineup over the last few months, um, the Lord just kind of surfaced people, and he was one of those people. Uh, maybe three or four weeks ago, he preached on how he lost his grandfather to cancer um, so many years back, and how that was how the Lord taught him the lesson of why some prayers go unanswered and some don't. You know, and so last year at our gala, we had this amazing uh, young adult fighter named Kayla. She had leukemia, and she. I mean, if you were just to go on her social media, the way that she fought, she thanked the Lord for her her leukemia, like from the first day. She was the epitome of Spark the Way, you know, this light bearing, fearless fighter. And so uh, she shared her story last year and we had her in the lineup again this year to share. And she ended up um, passing away. She went up for a bone marrow marrow transplant. I'm sorry. And um, that went well. And there was just some complications after. So we're going to kind of update people on her and what happened, but then have him follow up with why prayers go unanswered. Well, and the key is all prayers get answered, but sometimes you get the answer you weren't looking for. Spark the Way online is sparktheway.org. They've got a gala coming up here on the 23rd of September called Ignite the Light Gala. And they're raising money to help young cancer, young adult cancer fighters and survivors Madison, what are some of the things that you guys help these 
the, the people that are fighting cancer, what are you doing to help them? I mean, just give, give some, run off a list of things you do to help them. I mean, we're with our mentorship program, we're giving them a heads up on what to expect and kind of the steps to take that oncologists aren't necessarily focused on. Um, we are giving them a community of people just that are, hey, we've been through it too. Been You're there, not done alone. That. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, we are do you get to pray them, with them? Do I? Do you get to pray with them? We ask. Um, we don't don't push it. And that's kind of something with a mentorship program that um, from the get-go, we let them know we, we encourage with Bible words. We encourage through saying we're praying for you and we actually pray for you. And so kind of depending on them and where they stand, um, we don't make them sit there and listen to us pray over them if they don't want it. Um, and that's kind of where we just want to love and serve everyone and show everybody Jesus. You know, we had a someone um, message the Facebook page about the gala. They saw the yard signs up and they were like, well, we're not Christians. Is that okay if we come? And we're like, yes, like this is, this is the, the purpose of what we do. You know, that yes, we love and serve young adult cancer fighters, survivors, and caregivers, but we also want to show the business people, the CEOs, the oncologists, the people who are coming to this gala, we want to show them the light of Christ as well. You know, it's cancer has just been our platform for church ministry. Spark the way, helping young adult cancer fighters, young adult cancer survivors, and young adult caregivers. I love that. When we come, when I come back to you with my next question, I want to talk to you about that caregiving side. But Connie has something she absolutely wants to ask you. I absolutely want to ask you. That's Connie Smith, our brand ambassador for I Work For Him. If you'd like to help us out in our ministry, contact Connie Smith, Connie at IWorkForHim.com. Yes, that would be great. I have a question for you, Miss Madison. Yes. Um, looking at your website, I see that you have some sponsorship packages, and I know a couple of them had Bucks tickets involved, but can you give some details on what sponsorships are available for people that have the funds and they want to help support you? Yeah. So we have a few different ones. We have a category of sponsorships for the night of, whether it's um, – you wanting to bring people or if you're available, we have sponsors, but then we also have sponsorships. If you can't make it and you just want to cover the valet costs for the night or the print costs for the night. Um, but the ones that I kind of want to focus on today are the ones, um, of the people who can be there, who are free September 23rd, um, which are the table sponsors, which are $500. And that gives you a table of 10. So you fill up that table and bring whoever you want with you. Um, that does come with Bucks tickets. Um, it comes with the the VIP. Our what are we calling that? The appetizer. The appetizer, the appetizer hour the comes VIP with a couple tickets for that. Hour, yeah, yeah. Some company recognition throughout the night. Um, same with the Spark sponsor. That one's um, seven hundred and fifty. And that package, you get four tickets at our VIP table. We have a table that's going to be in the center of the room, and those are kind of the people that get the weight service and get kind of like special treatment, if you will. Um, they also get Bucks tickets in the 200 level. Um, they get the appetizer admission as well. Um, and same with the fire sponsor. We have a $1,500 fire sponsor that night, and they get six seats at that VIP table. They get club-level Bucks tickets. Um, it's just a little, a little bit more upgraded, you know? Now, is there a deadline to 
have those sponsorships reach you? Because I know some of them, their information is included like in the program and some of the marketing. Mm-hmm. Is there a deadline for them to make? to get September that? 16th. Okay. And really, the big key is you want to get a lot of people there to help get them involved in this movement to help young adult cancer fighters, survivors, and caregivers. And this is where I get in trouble with the board. Um, I <laughs> I feel your pain. <laughs> so focused on the people, and I we are having church that night, and I just want to get as many people in. So I'm like, getting you should in see your smile when she's for... like, "We're having church there that night. It's going to be awesome." I'm getting into, I just want to comp. Oh, you want to come, but you can't afford it? Come on, come on. Well, and that's not board. what I was getting. I was getting, but I want to make sure that those tables are filled. How many tables exactly. do you have? We have, we can put 40 tables in there. Okay. The goal is 30 tables of 10. So the goal is 300. Um, our first gala, we had 100 people. Last year, we had 200. And so this year, we're praying for that 300. Let's Fantastic. double it. Let's pray for double. That's Let's right. Let's for go 400. for 400. Let's Absolutely. Let's, I like that idea. I'm in. All right. Sparktheway.org. Sparktheway.org. Get involved in a ministry. Yeah, and again, as I said at the top of the hour when we launched this, get involved in a ministry that helps young adult cancer fighters, survivors, and caregivers. Everybody we work with every day has been touched by cancer. Everybody. There is nobody living on this planet that hasn't been touched by cancer in one way or another. It just, if you live long enough, you get it. Period. End of story. And we've all been touched by it. But what do we do with that information? And how do you minister to people that have cancer? Well, that's one story if they're 75 or 80 or 85. But what if they're 19 or 18 or 20 and they're in college and they're fighting cancer? One in 100 college students dealing with cancer. What do you do with that information? Spark the Way can help you. They can teach you. They can encourage you. Sparktheway.org. That's sparktheway.org. Now, Madison, you were a Christ follower before you got cancer. Mm-hmm. If you were to compare your faith... B.C. and A.C. before cancer, after cancer. Talk to me about how how did that cancer transform your faith? It made it more real. You know, it's when you go through something challenging, it just kind of authenticates your faith. Um, Because up until then, it's, oh, yeah, like, I'd die for Christ. I'd do this for Christ. I'd do this for Christ. And when it comes to the point in battle where you choose him or you choose to freak out, you kind of got to, I don't know, it just, it solidifies things, you know? And um, so it just, for me, I guess, coming out of it, the word authentic just comes to mind. It just, I mean, I believed, I worshiped, I did the church camps, I did all that. Um, But coming out of it, I had to rely on him in a way that I never had. I had to rely on him to to fill me, you know, and I did a bad job of that towards the end. I had a, a boyfriend that was with me the whole time. Then we broke up after, and that's like a whole other hour. But um, That'll I be it together to... on Tuesday's show with Jim and Martha. <laughs> we'll do that one another day, Madison. So I had to learn, like, how to just be satisfied solely by him and how to just look for him constantly. I mean, it was in things. There were just miracle story after miracle story that happened that, has made me now just become more aware of him in the small things that he cares about the details. He, the day that I was, um, I was nervous about some surgery. I think I had to get my port or something. And I was just talking to him in that hospital bed. And I was like, calm me, calm me. And I'm not kidding you. The next three nurses that walked in were all named someone who has a significant impact in my life. So my, the first girl's name was Megan. And that's been my best friend since elementary school. Second name was Charlotte, my grandma's name. Third was Danielle. 
my favorite cousin's name. Like, it just, it was comfort. It was like he came in a form of comfort that I just saw him show up in ways that I'm like, oh, my gosh, you can do that, too? Oh, you do that? Um, he got so involved just, in those intimate details of your life. Yeah, yeah. And he was really there to, the day I lost my hair. Nobody knew about it. I had gone and got my head buzzed with my mom, came back, cried in the apartment for maybe 30 seconds before I got a text that said, Hey, Maddie, like you taught us this in high school, and it was a picture of the squirrel's notes. Um, beauty comes from, and not from outward adornment, like hairstyles, elaborate hairstyles, but comes from an inward relationship, that beauty with Christ, you know? And it was like, nobody had known I'd lost my hair, but here this girl is sending me a text 30 seconds later of notes that she happened to find about your beauty not being from elaborate hairstyles. You know, so he saw me and just living... Every single day knowing, like, he sees me. Like, he sees my details and he cares. Like, when he's got a million other things to worry about, he cares about my hair being gone. You know? So, it just... I think he cares about your hair being gone. I've been arguing about my hair being gone. I don't think it's... Madison, we, we got, I don't know. It's I think you know, he says there, he, he knows the number of the hairs on your head. And, like, obviously he didn't... He wanted to have to be a smaller number on my head. In, in the last 30 seconds, I really want you to tell people why you want them to get involved with Spark the Way, the ministry, really quick. Like you said, cancer is something that's everywhere. You can meet a million people a day who have been diagnosed with it. And to be able to be a part of the church that's in the cancer world, I think, is something that is an impact, makes a world impact. Madison Miller with Spark the Way. Thanks for being on I Work for Him. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Connie Smith, brand ambassador for I Work for Him. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. It was lots of fun. Make sure you check out Spark the Way online, sparktheway.org, and check out Get In Line for Ignite the Light Gala, or Gala, whichever way you go. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower. My workplace, it's my mission field, but ultimately, I work for him.